gospel is a very particular word or kind of speech in the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, the gospel is God's promise of a son who will crush the serpent's head, forgive the sins of his people, raise them from the dead, and give them everlasting life solely on the basis of his grace for the sake of Christ. If you're interested in the, the beginnings of the church, you know, I think looking at the creed is a great way of, of getting into church history and really seeing where the faith kind of came together. In the scripture, the way it presents discernment is actually the skill that you develop where you're able to identify goodness. And what was surprising to me is that is much the way we use the language of discernment outside of the church. The real difference, I would say, like what patriarchy teaches versus what we should believe, is that what they believe about the nature of men and women, that there is something fundamentally different about authority and submission between men and women. And that's not just like within particular relationships, but men and women in general. This is their nature. What are the duties required in the Ninth Commandment? The duties required in the Ninth Commandment are the preserving and promoting of truth between man and man. The Gospel never tells us something to do. The Gospel tells us about something that's been done. Hi, welcome to Theology Gals. This is Colleen Sharp and got Rachel Miller here also, my co-host. And you know, I probably should have gone and counted how many times we've had Christina Fox on, but this is, I don't know, eight, maybe. But our most frequent guest, I'm, I um, bet that, that, that she is. And I think the last time we had you on, I think, was about your other children's book, if I'm remembering correctly. And you have a second children's book, God Hears Your Heart, Helping Kids Pray about hard emotions. I, I will mention I love the illustrations in this book also. So, Christina, um, I know you've done this seven, eight other times before, but uh, share a little bit about yourself and, um, and then also why you wrote this book. Thanks for having me on again. And you're right. I think it's been eight times because um, this is book number eight. and. Um, yeah, I just, you know, my background is in counseling. And so I, I just, you know, I think about emotions a lot. <laughs> I have plenty of them myself and, you know, my mom and um, this is the kind of book that I wish I'd had with when my kids were younger and dealing with all those big feels that, you know, kids have as they're maturing. And um, so, yeah, this definitely was one that I I, I do think that writers often write the books that they want to read. And so I would say this is true uh, for me. And uh, this is a follow-up or a part two, if you will, to the first one called Tell God How You Feel. Um, it's inspired by my very first book, um, which is called A Heart Set Free, A Journey to Hope Through the Psalms of Lament. Uh, and that one was for grownups. And that was about the Psalms of Lament um, and just learning how to kind of uh, pray through the structure of the laments and and see how uh, God calls us to bring our emotions before him and ask for his help and 
and seek him in, in it. And, um, and so I think, uh, this book, these two children's books really are kind of inspired by that in helping children just kind of get that beginning sense of what it looks like to lament. Well, um, I just wanted to say again, uh, I always enjoy having you on talk about things, uh, what you've written and, and how much, you know, we were talking before we started recording, how much Colleen and I have really appreciated uh, Heart Set Free. And I can't, I can't count the number of times that I have uh, recommended it or given it to people. It, it really is such a helpful book. And so I am uh, thrilled at having books along the similar topic for our children to, re- to use. Um, I know you mentioned that this is kind of like a part two from the first book. Uh, how does this one build on the first one? Well, it continues. It's the same um, characters, the same two children, brother and sister, Josh and Mia. And it covers different emotions that the other book did not cover. And so there's little stories about these children uh, dealing with these emotions and the adults in their life um, point them, you know, to scripture, to the Psalms and just help them see how God uh, calls them to bring those emotions to him. So uh, the first story is about anger. Uh, Then there's one about just disappointments. Uh, Another one about experiencing failure at something. Um, Then there's one about uh, guilt that a child feels over doing something wrong. And then the last story is about joy, uh, which is certainly not a hard emotion, but, you know, the Psalms certainly tell us uh, what to do with our joys as well. And so that's why I included that one. I think I said this the last time, but um, with the last book and this book, I thought, I wish I would have had this when my kids were young. And my, uh, I have a son with cerebral palsy and he also has some sensory issues. And so he would kind of, when something felt out of his control, he would kind of freak out. And we had an occupational therapist that went through a program with him that was directly teaching him to be able to identify um, what he was feeling and verbalize it. I mean, this was like when he's four or five years old. Anyways, but I thought this is kind of like the little bit, the spiritual version of that, you know, the occupational therapy was just secular, but how would you encourage parents to use this book? And actually part of that, is this something that you, um, would have liked to have when your own kids were younger. Definitely. And it's something that I did with um, my kids. Um, It might in the first book and tell God how you feel. There was a situation with um, the child uh, experiencing fear uh, during like a lightning storm. And that was like a recurring issue in my house many, many years ago. And really uh, very similar to how we work through it with um with my child of just you know talking about the psalms talking about you know praying to the lord every single time you felt that 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 fear uh during the storm so yes definitely this is um i would have liked (laughs) these stories and they they do um i guess are Partly, you know, I've had these experiences with my kids of walking them through these kind of difficulties. Uh, And so I do, in the beginning of the book, there is a whole like letter to parents, uh, just kind of explaining the purpose of the book and 
you know, what the Psalm supplement are, and then just some kind of key information about, you know, the emotional life of children, and then uh, just some tips on ways to use the book. Uh, it's, it's intended to be a discipleship resource. So it's intended that you sit down with your child and you read the story. And then there's discussion questions where you relate it to your child's life. So, you know, you just read a story about uh, the character Josh being being angry at another child. And so, you know, talk about that story with your child and, and relate to that, you know, remember the last time you were angry and, and what happened and, you know, that kind of thing. And it also provides just some different Bible passages or stories to look at and talk about specific things to pray about. Um and just really even helping the parent to share with their child their own emotional experiences, you know, sharing about a time that maybe the parent has experienced a failure and, and what that felt like and what they remember about it. So uh, just really encourages um, conversation, uh, just to have an open and honest conversation about emotions with your child. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, I've been <clears throat> reading and, and watching some things lately dealing with some of the kind of extremer groups with extremist groups around Mormonism and and some other kind of equally fringe groups uh, within Christianity. But in a lot of them, there is this idea of you know, keeping sweet and this idea that, you know, you, you don't show your emotions. You, you just, you're always pleasant. There's never any struggle or, or disagreement or um, <clears throat> never any, any display of emotion particularly. And, you know, along those lines, you know, I know that's not a biblical idea. Obviously, we've talked about that before. Uh, but why is it important for us, both as parents and as children, to be able to to name and express our emotions? Yeah, I think that um, when you don't know the name of something, it's it's harder to to work with it, to uh, deal with it, to um, you know find a way through whatever it is. You know, you think about when you go to the doctor. And you've had some symptoms, you know, that were weird and you didn't understand what's going on with your body and, and you went there and then the doctor, you know, checked you out and he heard all the symptoms and he gave you a name to that illness. Well, certainly just giving a name to illness isn't going to cure you, but it did, does give you like, oh, okay. So there is, <laughs> there is a reason why I'm, you know, I have all these weird symptoms. There's a name for it. It's something that exists. And um, so certainly having a name to things just kind of helps, uh, helps us move forward in the next step of, of dealing with, with emotions. Um, it's not the entire process, but it is a first step, just like, you know, getting a, a diagnosis for some sort of health problem that you've struggled with for so long, um, doesn't, you know, doesn't provide the cure, but it's, it's a step. I, I want to, um, kind of repeat again, even though Rachel said it, if you're, if you're a mom out there and you haven't read A Heart Set Free, I, I think it is a great companion to these books, kind of. The, or dad. Or dad, yes. Um, it's, it's such a great companion to these books because I think one way that we teach our children is understanding ourselves, um, dealing with some of those emotions. And, and I, I learned so much myself kind of through the years with the Psalms and stuff like that. And I was able to communicate some of that 
to my children. So how can we help our children learn to take their emotions to God? I think that, you know, every time your child is is showing uh, any kind of an emotion that you can sit with them and um, help them identify it, you know, looks like you might be feeling uh, sad because I see, you know, tears running down your face. Or I wonder if you might be feeling angry. I can see that, you know, your fists are clenched right now and your face is kind of turning red. Um, let's let's talk about that. Can you tell me what, what happened right before this, uh, right before you started feeling this way? Uh, and then uh, always bringing it back to, to scripture because the Bible uh, talks about emotions a ton. It's not something that we automatically think about in terms of emotions, but uh, it describes, especially the Psalms, uh, they describe emotions vividly. So they do name them. The Bible doesn't tell us thou shalt name your emotions, but we see the psalmist doing that. He gives names to it. He describes the feelings that he's feeling uh, in in just very descriptive ways and vivid illustrations. And so uh, I think, you know, we can teach our children to do that as well, to voice them, to say, I'm feeling this way, and then to bring those uh, needs to the Lord. And so to model for our children uh, how to pray to God about it, you know, to tell God I'm feeling X, uh, please help me with this, whatever the situation is. Um, and then help them see that God is their refuge and he's who we turn to, who we run to when we are feeling any kind of uh, difficult emotion. And so we model that in, in our prayers with our children. We help them practice praying those prayers every time they're feeling a certain thing. And then, of course, you know, resources like this book is a, a helpful way to talk about something that often feels awkward. When you read about it instead happening with a, a child and their family, it, it just makes it a little bit less awkward than if you sat down and just started talking about it. Uh, and so I think that that's one thing that's helpful with this kind of story. Uh, because then your child can say, oh, yeah, that's happened to me, or I've, I've been scared, too. Um, and so then that, that just kind of opens the door to having conversations with your kid. You know, it's interesting, and, and I won't embarrass my son by by telling the story. He he will tell the story on himself. So, um, But one of my boys in particular uh, struggled a lot with, with his emotions and, at the right ages, and um, one thing that would happen for him is he would be overtired, he would be hungry, um, and there would be times that I'd come to him like, you know, I think if you would eat a little snack, I think you'd feel better, and he would fight with me about it and finally eat and feel better. And and I remember one time, I didn't want to argue with him about it, and I, w- I just, I was like, what am-? I picked up like Bear Needs Food, which is a great little kid's book, and I was reading Bear Needs Food out loud to his brother, and he looks over at me and he's like, ha ha, I know what you're doing. Um but it was that that way of using literature to kind of get my point across to him that if you eat a snack, you might feel better. So, and he did, and then he did. And, but, um, so I appreciate having a resource like this with our kids. How can we help our children learn to pray and, and even to love to pray? That's a great question because I know so many adults <laughs> struggle with that as well. You know, that's, you know, even the apostles were like asking Jesus to teach them how to pray. 
Uh, so we know that it's a lifelong struggle. I, you know, I think it's like a, an exercise, you know, that we have to, or a muscle that we're continuing to develop. Um, but I think just making it a continuous habit of um, praying with and for your children um, all, all throughout the day for lots of different reasons, uh, having them see you pray. We always have, um, you know, at the dinner table, it's always like we take different turns, you know, at, at mealtime. Um, and so my kids have grown up just knowing, just being used to praying out loud. You know, that's something they're comfortable doing because we've just always uh, taken turns. Um, thanking God for a meal and praying for specific people and things like that. Um, and then I think also re- uh, pointing out to our children when the Lord answers prayers uh, to, you know, to help them see, oh, look, you're feeling better. We just prayed about this. Let's thank the Lord for healing you. Um, or, you know, we, and many times this has happened where we have uh, lost something. We prayed about it and we found it. And then, you know, we thank God for helping us find it. Um, there's so many instances throughout the day where, where you can point out that God does answer prayer. And he, uh, he heard what you, what you prayed about. And let's thank him for it. Uh, so I think that's another way. You know, um, kind of reminded as I read through this book that in the same way our children are learning and growing, we are also. And, you know, I, I've mentioned before that my grandmother at 90 years old told me there are things she was just beginning to understand and ways that she was even growing at 90. Um, what encouragement would you give to parents who struggle with their emotions? That's, that's a great question, too. And that really was the impetus behind my first book, Hearts at Free, was, you know, I realized that our generation uh, differs from my grandparents' generation, where I feel like they they weren't very expressive in their emotions. They would not have been able to tell you how they were feeling about something. Um, they were, you know, kept it more more private. And so I, I felt like my generation does a pretty decent job of saying, I feel stressed, I feel worried, I'm, I'm just feeling down today. We can identify that, but I, I just didn't see that uh, we know what to do with it when we have those emotions. What do we do with them? Um, and so that uh, was really why what prompted me to write that, because I wanted to say, hey, look, the Bible really shows us what to do when we're feeling um, difficult things. And so... I think that if you are, uh, you know, don't don't have the vocabulary for your own emotions, uh, that you know, a good place to start is just to, you know, become aware of of your emotions. Of, um, yeah, you know, even asking the Lord to give you an increased awareness of what you're feeling um, and putting putting those feelings to words. Uh, and, you know, it's helpful. I always find it helpful just to read the book of Psalms because there you'll find uh, someone who is very gifted. These authors, you know, use words in amazing ways to uh, describe things and in ways that, you know, we often can't do ourselves. And so it's already there. So, you know, reading the Psalms, I think, helps um, helps us learn that that uh, pattern of being able to identify and voice and, and describe and and just cry out to God in lament. Uh, so yeah, I, I'd say that would be a good place to start. 
Um, thank you for that. And as always, it's, it's such a pleasure to hear from you about what you're working on and about the things that you have. Uh, you know, like, you know, the Heart Set Free was such a blessing to us. Um, and I've also, I've also been uh, giving out your uh, Like a Father book recently as well. Uh, really enjoying, really enjoying sharing that with others. Well, thank you so much. So what are you working on right now? And are there possibly more books to come for children or teens? Yeah, so I just turned in uh, the manuscript for the third book in this series uh, with these same kids and the same illustrator. Lisa Flanagan is amazing, by the way. Uh, I did like a, um, a video interview with her to learn more about her process. And I have that posted on my website if anyone is fascinated about <laughs> book illustrations. Um, it's at christinafox.com. And then there's a page at the top that says, God, here's your heart. And you click on it and you'll find it there. But so, yeah, the same kids, the same illustration. And in that book, uh, it's entirely about grief. And so these, uh, these these children experience a loss in their life and struggle through it. And um, the people in their life uh, minister to them and, and help them uh, work through that. Uh, so, yeah, that's the third book in this series that I expect would come out next year. Oh, the, I love that. That's an excellent idea. Uh, I'm, my kids lost so many people when they were young and when my father-in-law died and my son was, was five or six years old and we were at the viewing and he stood up looking at grandpa and said, well, can't God just bring him back to life like he did Lazarus? You know, and it's it's hard helping kids process uh, through grief. You know, one thing I, I wanted to mention um, just for our listeners is Christina does also um, is also a speaker at conferences and retreats or uh, women's events. And Christina, if somebody's interested in talking to you about um, being a speaker, where is the best place for them to contact you? Yeah, on my website, I have a contact uh, feature. Uh, so christinafox.com. Um, and I also have like a, a tab for speaking. And you can see some of the places that I've been speaking this year and the topics uh, I've been speaking on. Great. I, I just wanted to mention that. And um, Christina, thank you so much for coming on. Um, really, really appreciate these books a lot. I always love chatting with you guys. So thank you for asking me. And thank you everyone for joining us. 